When I was but a young lad in my school days, I learned a lot about different kinds of myths and different kinds of facts. A myth being something that you are sure is true, but actually isn't, and the fact of the matter of what's actually real. And one of those biggest differences between myths and facts when I was in high school had to do with pimples. That's right. Pimples, zits, acne. I had the reddest face in high school. I had stuff all over my face. Could not ever get my acne under control. And no matter how hard I would use different creams and scrubs, and I would, you know, wash my face in the morning and sometimes in the evening too, and just nothing would help it. Just always breaking out. Until one day, my girlfriend said, you know, you should just not wash your face. I was like, what are you talking about? That's the last thing I should do. I sh- you know, I just gotta, haven't figured out the right combination yet. And she's like, no, 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 that's a myth that your face will be better if you just keep on scrubbing it clean. Just, just let the water come, fall over your face in the shower and just let your natural oils be on your face. And after a week, my skin was a lot clearer. And after two weeks, it was like a brand new face. Acne almost entirely went away. The fact is that my natural oils, just letting my body work after some time, actually helped me to have clearer skin. The myth was different from the fact. Well, Today, as we celebrate All Saints Day, we talk about what it means to be holy, holy men, holy women, uh, living in God's holiness. I want to give to you three myths about holiness that we often grow up, grow up thinking are true and then give you the actual fact of the matter. Three myths and three facts about holiness. First of all, before we go into that, you know, we use the word holy and holiness, holy saints of God and church a lot, but what does it actually mean? Let's just take a step back and kind of remember some basics. First of all, we know and we believe that only God is holy. God, who is holy, also wants us to be holy. Next, we become holy by loving God. But there's a problem. The problem is we fail to love God because our sins prevent us from loving God. The good news is that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, the Holy One, to take away our sins and give us the Holy Spirit. By receiving the Holy Spirit, we become holy people. And we call these holy people, we call all the holy people who both believe in Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit, we call these holy people the Holy Church. And therefore, the church is holy. Even if individual members of the church are sinful, even though we're all on the way of conversion, we're all striving to be more and more holy, more and more like God, nonetheless, the church always and everywhere is holy. called to be saints. So now we'll go into myth number one and fact number one. Myth number one, holiness is only for some people in the church. Fact, every single person in the church is called to be holy. 
Holiness is not just for bishops, priests, and religious sisters. Holiness is for all the baptized. When you were baptized, you became a temple of the Holy Spirit. God came to dwell in you permanently. St. Teresa of Calcutta said, Holiness is not the luxury of the few. It is a simple duty for you and for me. We have been created for that. So let us be holy as our Father in heaven is holy. The key to realizing the fact that every single person in the church is called to be holy has to do with Jesus. Jesus is the one who makes us holy because Jesus lives within us as a friend. Jesus, because he is God, is able to be friends with all of us at the same time everywhere in the world. And friends share what they have in common. You have common interests. You do common things. You share a common life. Friends help each other become the best that they can be. Therefore, Jesus, our friend, shares with us his holiness. And as the church of God, all of us can be friends with Jesus, and therefore all of us can be holy. Not just some people in the church, but every single person in the church is called to be holy. Myth number two. Holiness comes primarily from my own effort. Fact, holiness comes primarily from God's effort within you. Maybe the reason why we think holiness is only for some people in the church is that holiness seems like it's so difficult. We know that we can easily fall into temptation. We feel many times like we're slow to go to prayer, slow to turn towards God. And therefore, we ask ourselves, how can I possibly be holy when I'm so weak? The fact is, is that it's God who makes us holy. Even before you make any effort at all, God's effort within you has already been at work. God is the one who is laboring to make us holy. Even the desire to be holy, the desire to become a saint, is already God's work in you. This is why St. Augustine of Hippo said, God does not give grace because we've put forth effort, but God gives grace in order that we might put forth effort. God's grace always comes first. You can think of it like this way. The door to God's holiness is like a very heavy door, and no matter how hard you push or you pull, you're not going to crack that door open an inch. By ourselves, we have no power to open it, even a crack. But God, the Almighty One, He holds that heavy door open to that holiness by His own effort. And we participate by walking through the doorway. We still have something to do, we still have something we can do, but it's only and always because of God's grace. It's first primarily God's effort within us, not primarily what I do and my deeds and my strengths. Myth number three, and this is my favorite one of the night. Holiness means being weird. <laughs> Fact, holiness means becoming more human. More human. If you asked 100 people at the mall to describe 
how a holy person lives, you'd probably get a combination of the following ideas. A holy person is someone who does weird things, says weird things, maybe lives off by themselves. They're rigid, they obsess over minor details, they get upset quickly, they're very esoteric, head in the clouds, and it's probably, a holy person is probably the last person you want to hang out with at a party. I think a lot of people would say that. But what's underneath these false ideas is the false assumption that God and human beings are rivals. That we're competitors, that, that nothing is in common with God. That if we let God into our lives because God is something so different, so, so uh, irreconcilable with my humanity, that letting God into our lives makes me awkward, robotic, or inhuman, or just plain weird. I'm going to live on this earth and belong to God. But St. Thomas Aquinas said, grace does not destroy nature. Grace perfects nature. Grace does not destroy human nature. Grace perfects our human nature. The truth is that holiness humanizes us. In fact, it rehumanizes us in contrast to how sin dehumanizes us. Holy people are human people. Holy people are men, women, and children who can relate to other people with warmth and kindness, with friendship, with welcome, with love. Holy people are fun people. Holy people are humorous people. In fact, there's many, many saints we could name today who are known for their cheerfulness, laughter, and practical jokes like Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati and St. Philip Neri. In fact, I myself have a practical joke waiting for the worship team after Mass in the sacristy. Not quite saintly yet, but I'm looking forward to the reaction. The saints love goofing around with their friends. They love enjoying life. They love laughing. There's nothing robotic or inhuman about that. If there is one way that holiness might seem weird in the world, it's this. That in a world of sin, choosing not to sin looks kind of weird. When everyone around you is used to not listening to God's word, not listening to God's commandments, then if you do those things, you are kind of strange. And people might point that out. But this is where the saints show us the truth. That by listening to God, by obeying God's commandments, by wanting to become holy and making the sacrifices necessary to do so, that this is actually the human choice. This is the human choice that's attractive and contagious. And when we become a people of God who make becoming holy normal and expected and desired, then God can raise up so many saints. Saints are not made there on their own. God so often makes saints out of friends and families and communities and people next to you in the pew and the things you go to at church and, and how you pray together at home with your children and grandchildren. This is how God makes saints in places where holiness is normal. Even though to the world it might seem a little weird. And this is how we also evangelize. 
by allowing holiness to lift us into God's divine love, but also making us at the same time more and more human. We extend that human kindness and human touch to others, and it's contagious. And people wonder, like, where'd you get this from? Like, why are you the way you are? Why is there so much goodness in you? And we just point back to Jesus and say, he's the holy one. He lives in me. He's my friend. He shares his holiness with me. And I'm just be- I've just become more and more myself. More and more my deepest identity because he is within me. So brothers and sisters, some of these myths we might have been fed or we might have learned from when we were young, but they're not true. They're things that many, many people believe. That holiness is only for a few. Or that it's all about how hard you work. It's just all your own power. Or that holiness is just about being weird and, and, and not human and just not not lovable, not loving. In fact, the opposite is true. That allowing God's holiness into our lives actually makes us our deepest selves and it's truly possible for all of us. As we celebrate the Eucharist now, we, God's holy people, lift up God's holy sacrifice to the Holy One. And we ask the Lord to fill us and make us belong to him completely. Let's choose today to cast aside every encumbrance of sin that would load itself onto us and let us profess the truth that Christ, the Holy One of God, has set us free from sin, death, and division and made us holy. He has made us holy by what he has done for us And we respond by saying, yes. Yes, Jesus Christ, I let you into my life. Yes, Lord, you can make me holy. Yes, Lord, I know you call me to live in heaven eternally in perpetual bliss. Yes, Lord, I do believe. Even feeling all my weaknesses tonight. Yes, Lord, I do believe. And believe that you love me and that you're with me. Let's thank our Lord and Savior for making us a people that is holy.